Welcome back to Retail Therapy on the Sunday Scaries podcast feed. My name is Will DeFreeze. Barrett Dudley, how are we doing today? Oh man, we're doing all right. Um, I just want to jump right out ahead of everything, and I know that this is this is not releasing until July 2nd, but I just want to be the first Washed Media podcaster to congratulate Ryan Seacrest on his new gig as the host wow. of Wheel of Fortune. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to be the first to get so out there and, and do that, because, you know. We established last week that cult fandom of, of jeopardy, jeopardy is in. yes yes i where do you think the I, seacrest news where do you think these waves ripple to yeah so wheel of fortune it doesn't have the same cachet that jeopardy does because it's 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 less trivia based okay so like even though it okay. requires like some 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 word game knowledge and like some you know you got to be you got to be able to think you got to have a good lexicon all that type of stuff it's less like I don't feel like you get the credit because you're not like proving that you know trivia. Yeah, you know what I yeah, mean. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of it's kind of fed to you a little. A bit. little bit. Yeah. A little bit. So it's um and and you know there's the whole there's more of the luck aspect brought into it as well with the with the wheel spinning mm-hmm. and the taking of the turns mm-hmm. and all of that. So you know from like a from, yeah there's no Ken Jennings of of Wheel of Fortune right, right and so from from that from that level of respect I think it's you know it's not quite at the same level as Jeopardy but. Look, they they're on back to back. They're on the same channel, and I think they're both like they're the two like most like heritage game shows. I think of you know the most well respected heritage game shows. It's a good warm up for Jeopardy. Yeah, it is. It's it's a good way to get the wheels turning to to kind of feel a little more spry than you would otherwise. I'll, I'll say this: when I heard the news that Seacrest was taking over, I was like, I my immediate reaction was like, this guy just has. If I had to pick one career, one person to have their career in Hollywood, I might be going Seacrest. He's had a good run at it. The guy is probably worth half a billion dollars, and all he has to do is MC shit. He's got a good smile. Yeah. He's got a good presence on the camera. He, uh, he's he been doing it for a long time, so the resume is deep. Seacrest knows how to host something. He, he does. He does. You can't take that away from him. I mean, I, I think I think if you get offered the, the Wheel of Fortune bag, you take it. Oh, you take it. And now he gets to, he he like now he's set for the next thirty five years. Yeah, he doesn't really have to worry about. He does that. He has he's locked he locked that down. We already proved that as host of one of these two game shows, you just get to ride it out as long as you want. It must be nice being a game show host, Randy. Are you living like this? Like I know you've got you've got your own kind of irons in the fire, but uh, when my voice is good, I'm the best game show host around. Really, <laughs> you sound great. I would be willing to 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 bet though. He doesn't even have to answer. He can just nod. I'm, I my guess is that if Randy was given the option to host Jeopardy, Wheel of Fortune, or Family Feud, he's going Family Feud. Oh yeah. 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 I think that's fair. Yeah. I, I think, think that, Family that makes Feud makes the most sense for for Randy. Yeah. I enjoy Family Feud. Yeah, Family Feud's great. Fun. I'm not anti and yeah. yeah. What, Randy? I mean, I would rather I don't know if I want to follow up Steve Harvey. That's a, that's That would be a very up. difficult act yeah. to follow. Yeah. 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 He he is dripping. He's dripping in his banter is second to none. Uh-huh. The guy cracks jokes, you know, just with with a with such a quick wit. We should try to get him on retail therapy. Talk about his uh, uh, vacation yeah. fits and stuff like that. Yes. I mean, he's yes. he's always he's always got something do you, on. Do you think we could get a double guest feature with him and Lori? I mean, <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if my wife would want us to have Lori Harvey on the podcast. <laughs> She's been featured in a couple Sunday Scaries Instagrams once in a while, and I get scared. To get some side eyes. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I couldn't do that to Michael B. Jordan either. Right. Right. Like that's right. just. That's yeah. just bro code. I mean, I feel like I'm one of his friends because I've seen that awkward moment so many times. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And so like I think I gotta I think I gotta side with Michael B. Jordan instead of Lori. 
One week when we don't have anything to do, like for a retail therapy episode, we should just break down the entirety of that awkward moment. Let's just do the entire, <laughs> I'll do the entire thing. Let's do it this fall. The second, the second we get one day under 60 degrees in Austin, Texas, it might be November. I think we just sit down and I think we just do it. I'm embarrassed by how many things I probably looked at that looked at in that movie and thought like, oh man, I need to get a new pea coat. Mm. It's got to be real trim fit and yeah. real minimal. Oh man, I need some new Chelsea boots to put with my faded jeans. Yeah, like I mean, they had they had it all. They did shawl collar sweater. Oh, man, man, they had some bangers in there. I wanted to be I wanted to be them so bad for a little bit. Yeah, they were yeah. just living, man. They were they just really, in New York really City. Were. They really were. They weren't they weren't doing the Nolita dirtbag kind of things though. They were more on they were more on a different wave. I okay, but to be fair. I think tw- I think if you remade that awkward moment in 2023, those guys are no lead of dirtbags. It's true. It's true. I think they're. I definitely think that they're. You know. Yeah. Think they're living that life. I don't think you're wrong. Maybe they should do that. Hollywood's all about remaking are, classics, and I think yeah, yeah. <laughs> awkward moment that, falls in that category. Some, that is some. That's you know what you have there. That is some you know. So that's some IP that you really got to cling on to. Bear, can we get a fit check today? I'm really enjoying the uh, the, the shirt check. that you got on today. Yeah, I, so I bopped this uh, the re-release of the Stussy N64 logo. Uh-huh. This color that's really lovely called Artichoke. Um, I love and, a summer artichoke. I know and, you do too. I know, I know. And uh, yeah, man, this one tapped directly into the millennial nostalgia vein. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I was like, I just I immediately snapped it up. Um, anybody in our age range knows that most of your formative years were spent with sleepovers uh, over a twelve pack of Mountain Dew, playing Mario Kart and NBA Jam and whatever else on on N sixty four. Yeah, and that's you know that's where that's where the boys became men. I would say. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I was make, I was killing it on Koopa Beach. Yeah, yeah. I was I was hitting that shortcut almost every single alternating time. a little bit of four person Rainbow Road with yep. Frank calling your crush, mm-hmm. and then maybe having your mom. Taking you to go wrap a house or something. I don't know. Little truth or dare. Maybe watching like Spawn, whatever you could get your dad to like buy for you. <laughs> yeah, that was that was the dream. I'm also wearing a Stussy tee, but I'm you can't see it. It's yeah. also very plain, so you like you wouldn't even know. But yeah. ever since the uh, Cake Not Crumbs episode, I've just been on my my Stussy email grind. Yeah, this is my this is my first. I know you've been you've been vouching for the tees for for a while. So this is this is my first one. Um, and I'm I, like. I, I don't really have a stance on graphic tees, but this is this was I basically I might as well have gotten served an Instagram ad that was just like tailor made for for my my exact brain. I'm leaning into t-shirt. graphic tees yeah. this summer. Yeah, I, I don't have very many graphic tees. A lot of my tees are a lot of like just very plain garment dyed, boring. And this summer, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get some tees with some wild stuff on it. I can confirm that I don't know if we actually talked about this just in the studio or if we talked about this uh, on the last episode. But I, I did receive a shipping email for my online ceramics T-shirt uh, about exactly 30, 30 days yes, after I yes, ordered it. Yep. And then I was also <laughs> fortunate. But then I, I got the pleasant surprise of receiving the shirt very quickly after okay, I got the yeah, shipping email. That's and nice. So I'm now the proud owner of my first online ceramics product. Very, very nicely, nicely done. Yeah. It's just as aggressive as it looks on the website when it, from, a, from a design standpoint. And so I'm not sure when that's going to get busted out, but we'll see. I did not have it in me today. To wear something with just giant skulls on it. So I thought I'd call it a day and just go go plain Jane. Yeah. Uh, we got a lot to cover today, Barrett. But before we do, let's get some uh, minutiae out of the way. Uh, please go follow Retail Pod, retail.pod on Instagram. 
Uh, you can also watch all these episodes at youtube.com slash Sunday Scaries Podcast. I've got links to both of those things in the description of this episode. And I've been doing listener companions on willdefreeze.substack.com. It might be Monday before you see the listener companion come through once in a while. That is just me being a little lazy. And uh, I apologize for that, but it's uh, summer's been busy. It's this, summer work this schedule. Dude, it's you crazy. Know, nobody works during the summer. I know, yeah. The, those Friday afternoons were really when I was like, <laughs> you know, putting in work on those uh, listener companions this fall and winter. And and now those Friday afternoons on these uh, summer Fridays, it's just a little different. It is. Uh, they but, are. But yeah. before we really get into it today, let's hear from our friends over at Shopify who are uh, presenting sponsor of today's episode. Uh, I don't like getting notifications at all, but the one notification that I do enjoy getting is the best kind of notification, and that is the cha-ching from the Shopify store. It's the sound of another sale on Shopify and the moment another business dream becomes a reality. Shopify is the commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. You can sell pretty much anything from t-shirts to iPhone cases to whatever you want. Shopify simplifies selling online and in person so you can focus on successfully growing your business. Shopify covers every sales channel from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform. And it even lets you sell across social media marketplaces like TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. They got industry-leading tools to ignite your growth. They give you complete control over your business and your brand without having to learn any new skills and design or code. And thanks to their 24-7 help and extensive business course library, Shopify is there to support your success every step of the way. You know Shopify is good because if you received a Slams Laptop Shut hat in the mail, guess what? That came from a Shopify store. If you've received a lot of other Sunday Scaries products, those have probably come from a Shopify store as well. It's truly incredible. No matter how big you want to grow, Shopify is there to empower you with the confidence and control to revolutionize your business. This is possibility powered by Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash scaries, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash scaries to take your business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash scaries. Barrett, we just had a conversation before we started recording today about uh, an article that we're going to dive into briefly. Um, I saw it floating around this Sunday. It was probably because I was online and seeing uh, one John Duda complaining about uh, schlepping all his stuff and in, in his body, probably hungover body, uh -huh. back from wherever he was for the weekend. And he said that the New Yorker article uh, that's anti-travel is absolutely <laughs> hitting right now. And from that point on, I couldn't help but just go read about this online. And I was very happy today when you said that you were going to put it in the rundown, but it was already there. It was there. already there, yeah. Yeah I, yeah, I didn't come across it until this week. I didn't see the weekend chatter I wish I had. Uh, but it sounds like the author of, of, of said column is getting rightfully what should we say uh roasted yeah on uh online on the yeah. interwebs yeah and um i i just i have i have so many thoughts on this that i i, I couldn't even make it the entire way through the article <laughs> uh because not only do i find everything she says just like way like way just like overthought and overwrought well, I like, mean, you don't need to start bringing in Ralph Waldo Emerson and Socrates. Yeah, she's she's using Socrates, about... who I don't think Socrates had like a list preferred <laughs> on Southwest. Like, I don't think he had status anywhere <laughs> in order to seamlessly travel from point A to point B on a direct flight with a first class upgrade. Uh, but her her like it, it feels like her main point, at, at least in the first half of the article, is that. Traveling is stupid because we because we like to be tourists and we like to travel to like change our daily lives. Mm -hmm. Even though some of the things that we do while traveling are things that we have no interest to do in doing at any other time. 
And I just, I, I can't wrap my head around that as a criticism. Like that's, that she's exactly right, but that's why people like to travel is to do to, something different. To, to deviate from to the deviate everyday from the mundane, mundane life that you have. of life, yes. And so it's, it's um, you know, to, to John Duda's point, like what kind of blew me away about this article is that I, I saw the headline and kind of like pictured some of the arguments that you might make against travel. Yeah. Because I can make some. Oh yeah, it's like, annoying as fuck. That's the thing. Like I, when I first saw it, I saw the I saw the featured image, I saw the the headline name, and I thought to myself, you know what? I'm probably going to love this. I'm probably going to identify with a lot of these complaints she has. And then I started reading, it and I was like, no, 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 no. This is not at all this is, what right. I'm complaining about. Yeah. So it's 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 just a really weird take, and I feel like maybe she like. I don't know, like had a gummy and then just started thinking about, you know, she, she started pulling at this one thread about, man, what a good take it would be to go ultra contrarian on the idea of tourism based travel here. And then she just like spun, kept, you know, snowballing it into this article that makes zero sense for me. Like it just does not. So here are some notes from this. Uh, she kind of noted that tourism refers to, uh, just travel aimed at seeking change in interesting experiences, which I think we're all aiming for. It says tourists often impose change on the places they visit without truly understanding or learning from them. Uh, they have a locomotive mindset focused on moving from one place to another, ticking off attractions without genuine engagement. Uh, and their expectations can hinder their experiences as they judge destinations based on preconceived notions rather than appreciating the reality in front of you. Like, okay, f uh, fair, I guess, but... When I go somewhere and I'm traveling, I'm trying to just pretend like I live in that place for a day. And and by pretend I live there, I mean do the things that no locals do, which is just go to nice restaurants that you can't <laughs> afford on a normal like normal schedule if you were just living in that town and just like let loose a little bit and not be in that same constant rotation of things that I'm constantly doing in life. No, nothing about this is considered. I think it could only be written from the perspective of like an elitist New York writer right well, like this this idea right here right when you travel you suspend your usual standards for what counts as a valuable use of time you suspend other standards as well unwilling to be constrained by your taste in food art or recreational activities i would never she she says in the many great cities i have actually lived and worked in i would never consider spending whole days walking but like is like that is the point. I like going to places where I can do that. Correct. The, I, the idea of the vacation is that it does give me time to do that. Correct. Like you're absolutely right that my priorities change when I'm on vacation. I'm looking to break the mold of what I usually do. Like I'm, that, look, I'm looking to get off my couch and stop watching television and go <laughs> out and actually do something at night as opposed to just like sitting there doing what I normally do. Or what if, I mean, you know, what if, what if like, I'm just, I'm just kind of blown away. Like, like what, what if you don't live in a place? What if you live in Texas where everything is a drive all the time? Correct. Isn't it nice to go to Europe or to, to New Orleans or to New York or wherever and like get out and and put your feet on the ground? I like the idea. She tried to really explain in this uh, this article that you are almost uh, mentally inferior if you need to travel in order to free your mind. That's right. That's a. I think that's the Emerson quote. Yeah, it's yeah. just like uh, she's she is basing this off of like a Ralph Waldo Emerson idea that like you should be able to. Uh, just mentally go on vacation. You should have full control over your mind and be able to like do that <laughs> instead of actually going out 
and clearing your mind by doing something interesting or seeing something beautiful. By the way, Ralph Waldo Emerson died in 1882, so I don't even think commercial jet travel was uh-uh. a thing then. Uh-uh. Like, you know, nope. nope. To, for him to go over the, the town over, he probably had to get on like a horse-drawn baggage and carry. Yeah. With car- <laughs> carriage and buggy, which took, I don't know, six days to yeah. get to like the nearest big town. Like, Probably a hassle. Probably not, you know, yeah. necessary for the for the for the daily average person. He doesn't but, know what a train ride feels like from from one small city to another in perhaps. in the UK. Like I, he, I mean, he he just he doesn't get it. You're old. The the uh, and the the other piece here, you know, she she mentions how like basically just like this idea that 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 you do things on vacation that you don't actually have any interest in. And so she brings up somebody going to France. They went to France. They went to the Louvre. They went to see the Mona Lisa. And then apparently there's this stat that people spend an average of 15 seconds looking at the Mona Lisa. That's probably fair. Uh, Have you seen the Mona Lisa? I've not. I've never, I've not been to to France. I I saw the Mona Lisa and I I did not seem to care once I was in front of the Mona Lisa. Okay. But why do you go see live sports? The experience is great on TV. You don't have to get out. You can... Sit on the couch. You can not pay twenty dollars for an electric jellyfish. Like you, you, you've got a better view, a better screen, a better understanding of what's actually happening. Why do you? Why do you go see live sports? Well, I mean, the question that you ask is a question I ask every single time I'm trying to hail an Uber on my way home from a sporting event. <laughs> why did I just do this? I would, I would much rather be turning my television off, not sweating in Austin, Texas, at an Austin FC game or a, a Texas Longhorns uh, game. Wh- why did? You know, four people pay a collective one million dollars to go get a glimpse of the Titanic out of a six foot porthole. It's window. a good question. Or, it's a good sorry, question. Excuse me, a six inch porthole window. I mean, if she wants, like, to- like that, like there's just something about putting something in front of you physically that is different. And so, whether you spend fifteen minutes sitting there psychoanalyzing whether she's smiling or frowning or both or whatever, and or you, you, you know, look at the tiny little brushstrokes and really think hard about what Da Vinci was thinking when he when he put brush to to canvas like okay but also maybe you're just maybe it's good enough to have it in front of you and see the physical beauty of it in person and have an experience and who cares how much time you spend looking at it you I, did you did it what if she just went down the road of saying like you know you don't want to spend your long weekend going through a bunch of travel hassles on on the monday i'd be like yeah okay sing it sister yeah if what she, if she's like you don't want to go to new york city only to spend a bunch of money on clothes that you never needed in the first place i'd be like yes that's my queen but instead she's using all the wrong things yeah, like it's yeah. like no this this is why we go do these things i think a lot of the stuff that she's talking down on i think are the noble reasons to go travel as opposed to like the really dumb ones like i just said of me going and spending way too much money at a store that I had no business ever even going in. Yeah, it's she basically is arguing against worldliness because she doesn't actually believe that people want to be worldly, I think, is is kind of, I think, the core that she's getting it at, which, when you, which again, I'm going to come back to it. Like, when you really think about it, it just feels really like hoity-toity and elitist Correct. of her and, and just like, you can't write this article unless you're already not in touch with, with the average person that likes to travel. Like, there's so much bad information here. But from yes, her. yes. If she had gone on and on about how annoying it is to pack and like the weather changes and you got to pack for three different climates in one and that's really tough. And then the, everybody's losing their bag these days. Um, and you got to you got to figure out stuff to do with your pets or your kids. If she said and something all, all to the effect of, of like, like you're, you're spending too much money at these restaurants, like where you probably have just as good of restaurants, I'd be like, yeah, you're right. Like some of the time, I will go go to a different city and eat at these restaurants that cost a lot of money, and then I'm like, oh man, 
Like we got world class restaurants in Austin that I could do this at pretty much. I but I appreciate that. I I, I like. That's not a bad thing. No, it's not. Appreciating where you live by way of traveling and seeing other places is a good thing. She does say travel does not fundamentally change who we are, but rather reinforces our existing beliefs, interests, and lifestyles, which I cannot disagree more with. Like, Mm -hmm. I truly do think that it changes who you are. I think going and taking those experiences or seeing, um, seeing a part of a city that you never even knew existed, like those things definitely change who you are. I I think I have very formative trips in my entire life. And I think people know that because there are so many times that I have referenced cool trips that I've gone on on podcasts where like people are like, yeah, well, we get it. You've talked about this, (laughs) but like, that's because it was a formative trip and that's okay. I did enjoy the people online who not who who then decided to digitally dox her and just go read a bunch of uh, other articles that she had written and they were like, "Okay, never mind. We shouldn't listen to her anymore. She's got some really bad takes out there." <laughs> like, I I I don't know. Whatever gets she, me away from the couch watching the idol, I'll I'll go do anything. I if just that feel means traveling, like, I'll do I, it. Aren't you getting like SNL Debbie Downer vibes yeah. a little bit from yeah. her? Like she's she's just ready to just poo poo whatever whatever is bringing bringing you a little bit of light. But by by her by her standards here, that like we shouldn't ever leave anywhere. That's right. Like why would you? You also shouldn't try vegetables if you just don't like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like because uh, this new restaurant down the street. Why would you try them? This new restaurant down the street that's serving like. Uh, this new Indian restaurant, like, well, you don't really care about Indian food. If you cared about Indian food, like, you'd just make it at home and just do that. Or you'd live in India. Yeah, just go live in India. <laughs> like, that that should be where you find your peace. Like, you shouldn't go to that restaurant. It's a weird take. Weird takes from uh, from Agnes. How does how does uh, um, Wanderlust Barrett feel about this, In like, right now? Is this going to affect your travel plans or your need to get out over the next uh, six months in, in 2023? No, what's, af- what's affecting my uh, travel plans is the old pocketbook. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. I get uh, that. <laughs> um, we, I was trying to string together a little, little last-minute August trip to San Diego, a place that I must mention, the first time I went two years ago, I came back from being like, San Diego's restaurants, kind of shitty. Austin has better restaurants. And yet, I still really am, am kind of itching to go back because La Jolla is beautiful, love the ocean, and the scenery is 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 amazing. And oh yeah, I don't know if you know this, but Texas is under like a record-setting heat wave, and Correct. I was desperate to plan something in a uh, in a more moderate climate for for all August, you know. But alas, I would like I to pull it off. I so. would like if we have any retail therapy listeners from San Diego, I would enjoy some some restaurant recommendations thrown our way. Just putting it out there. Yeah. Because I, I, I kind I went, of agree. I went to a bunch of recommended spots and I just wasn't. I feel like, like every time I have a really good meal out there in, in San Diego, I feel like it's always lunch. I feel like my lunch is always like really good because it's a casual lunch spot that's in and out. I feel like for dinner, I, I that's when I become unimpressed and I think I need some recommendations. Yeah. I haven't gone that crazy out on the town though when it comes to uh, dinners in San Diego though. Yeah. The only thing I can add to that is that I went to like one of the hot spots on like a Monday night and it was absolutely like popping off like people drinking espresso teenies and justin bieber and diplo remixes at full no they well he was there on the uh sound system oh okay was this yeah. so Haley wasn't there wearing her fisherman sandals no she was not uh-uh, she wasn't can we talk fisherman sandals I, would, I think we should i think we should <laughs> Let's dive into a little little trend talk here. Well, I I I am not super familiar with fisherman sandals as I have not ever uh, purchased a pair myself, and so when it comes to actually having them, uh, I, it's just not something that's in my rotation. And 
I, I have noted them. I think we might have touched on them a little bit last last episode when we discussed uh, Charlie Sheen style and Two and a Half Men. And uh, then Haley Bieber, shortly after we recorded last week, decided to rock these uh, out on the town. Yeah, they're they're you know in women's there's the fisherman sandal, and then there's also the Mary Jane, which has been kind of blowing up from like a and it's it's definitely like a '90s throwback as well. But what I what I what I find so interesting about the the fisherman sandal, just but you know before we talk about the general look and aesthetic of it all, is like sometimes we get trends that kind of bubble and we see them coming. And then they take a few seasons and then like, and then they kind of saturate and become and, and, and permeate fashion and they're kind of everywhere and everybody's making one. Mm-hmm. The fisherman sandal, like it, it if rewind to one year ago and this was on nobody's feet. Correct. The, this is like absolutely like somehow all the brands got together and unbeknownst to any of us, they're all, they're all making a fisherman sandal this season. Um, Including, including, I must add, I must add, because this is retail therapy Randy? after all. Randy? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's it, it's not a surprise that, that they were ahead of this wave. But then, you know, I'm going to keep pulling up stuff. Like, this is, I, I've got La Mer, I've got Vinny's, I've got Tom Brown. Like, they are, they're truly, I mean, they're, take your pick of, of which one you want. And this is not, I would say, an easy style to pull off, Will. This, no, this like, I'm, I'm trying to think of what I would wear these with, and I don't have that many things that I could even like fathom. I'm also very worried about tan lines on my feet because I've been very bad this year about putting SPF on my feet. I've burned them twice now, Barrett. Have you really? Yeah, and if, I, if I'm if i rocking fisherman sandals, I'm going to have these weird tan lines. You will, you will get weird t- tan lines. Yeah, if, I can't uh, have this yeah. happening. Yeah. I also what? don't think I can justify the prices that these are commanding right now. I, I guess, you know, it, it's... It's just an evolution. It's like the mule and then the clog and then the sandals and then the Birkenstocks and then the Boston and then loafers. And then it's like combining all of those things and Mm -hmm. making it summary, add in this whole, the idea of the vacation core, the Europe core, linen, beachy, breezy, coastal grandma, and like, boom, the rise of the, uh, of the fisherman sandal. But, uh, it's. It's definitely like a it's a it's an acquired taste. I find them rather ugly. <laughs> so you're out. I, I I mean, I hesitate to ask if you're in or out because I think that there are certain looks where I'm like, okay, this person's pulling this off. I kind of I'm kind of into it. I get it. I understand what you're doing. But like, this is not something that I have any desire to implement into my own rotation. Yeah, um, it's not for me either at the moment. Now. Look, there, there, there are some things that that just go onto the list of like, I can never come back to you. Like, I cannot because because of my history and my experience mm-hmm. and my, the the period, the era of my life in in which I, you know, first had a dalliance. Mm-hmm. And so the the number one that comes to mind is like, I, I I just can never wear a boat shoe again. I don't think I can. Ma- I get ma- it. Maybe, maybe like another five years, I could I could finally come around to it. See, I, but I, I just, I am not a great person to talk boat shoes with as I grew up somewhere where boat shoes were so commonplace in the summertime because so many people were getting on actual boats. I was never, uh, we were never a family that owned a boat, so I never had to worry too much about it, but it almost became so normalized for me that I don't have the hesitancy, but when people are hesitant around boat shoes, I totally get it. 
I I will never tell someone like you need to go toss on some boat shoes right now. Yeah, I mean, but I can't imagine ordering Sperry's anytime soon. Like in Texas, they just became like a they were just a frat staple. It's just mm-hmm. what you, it's just what you wore to identify yourself as part of that sect. So you're and not so getting like, any gold cups anytime so soon. So I, I can't I can't get away with that. So in that same vein, nominally around 1998 1999, I and many other um, you know adolescent boys. Had a pair of these bad boys from Doc Martens. Wow. I, I never had these. OG, OG fisherman sandals with the giant, massive, chunky sole. Huge. Pro- probably like in, in the world of like, what were we doing? You know, fashion choices. I, this has to be like top five. Like, I can't believe like kids were buying these and like wearing them with whatever we were wearing them with. I can't believe you own these, Barrett. Yeah, I did. I did. I, I sure did. See, I, these these didn't hit my high school. Okay. Yeah, we weren't. This we was, weren't. No, this was. Pre, I'm telling you, this was pre high school for me. We had Doc, this was like middle school for me. Yeah, we had a Doc Martin phase, like pretty hardcore. But I don't think we ever got the strappy sandals. I think it was more just people actually trying to wear like the Doc Martin boots. Yeah. But that was Spice Girls driven. Yeah. Doc Doc Martin, they made a lot of money off the Spice Girls. Yeah. Yeah. But um so to to answer your question, I'm I'm not I'm not personally in. You know, I think I think like I had I had Mr. Mort, I had Mordecai up here and I, he mostly pulls off everything that he wears, but like I get it here. Like this is a this is a fun look. This yeah. is a funky look. Yeah. And it it works for him. Um He's just rocking his grateful dead stuff all through fashion week. But you I have just, to respect yeah, it. Yeah. But I I just I would feel a little, I don't know, like I would just feel like a little dainty in them or something. I'm just now coming in, coming around on stuff like, you know, I'm, I'm, I picked up a pair of, of relatively inexpensive like espadrilles that I'm mm-hmm. I'm thinking about, you know, putting some putting some miles on this uh-huh. summer. Uh-huh. There are a couple of loafers, not penny loafers. You're hesi- like a, you like, you have an extreme hesitancy around loafers. I do, I do. So th- this kind of falls into a to a weird category for me where I just I don't, I don't think this is me. I'm very I I don't fault anyone for doing this. It's been several people. In the dozens. Yeah. So many people have asked me what my loafers are, and they all think they're Del Toro because of these Instagram ads that Del Toro. And now, if you haven't seen the Del Toro Instagram Instagram ads, uh, welcome to them because uh, you're going to hear them now after I've talked about it. And so many people are asking me about these Del Toros, and now these Belgian loafers are just going to be freaking everywhere, Barrett. They've already kind of been everywhere, but I, I'm just very worried with these Instagram targeted ads that they're just going to really get uh, get sold very quickly to the target audience, which is the people that are asking me if my loafers are Del Toro. Well, now you're going to be the the meme standing in the corner. Yeah. They don't know these are they, Belgian shoe company. They don't know that these are Belgians <laughs> from my wedding. <laughs> I always have to t- – but that's the, that's also the bitch of it where I have to tell people like – so I got these from my wedding before the price increase. And so there are there's a lot of things at play right uh, now as to why okay. I own these shoes. Yeah. Uh, and I refuse – yeah. I refuse to uh, and you can't, pay the price you, now. I mean, yeah. You can't be mad at Del Toro for swooping in on that like – No, I get it. Still expensive but m- – more approachable price point. Yeah, I get so. like it's a it's a great move for them. I just don't think the Del Toros. I think you're better off spending the extra hundred dollars for the Belgians than you are spending the the Del Toro money, in my opinion. But yeah. I'm also I'm also very uh, brand loyal when it comes to this because of my experience with the Belgian NYC people. They they were great to me, especially around a time when I was needing to get overnighted some shoes uh, at a. I mean, they they over they, I, they probably wouldn't like me saying this, but because it was my wedding, they overnighted me some for free when the originals didn't fit. Wow. And they made my life real simple. Yeah. So I'm just anti Del Toro. Okay. Yeah. 
call, Del, do not the, call me Del, Benicio Del Toro. They, they would not overnight you a pair? I, apparently, I mean, I, I, I don't think they would have. What if Del, what if Del Toro swoops in and, and wants to drop that bag on you? Would you, would you switch allegiance? We can talk. We can talk. We can talk. Well, you know, I, final thoughts. I'm looking at this Tom Brown pair here on, on No Tray, and I'm not going to lie. It, these would be on a wish list if I had a little, like, maybe like a little trip to the south of France coming up. <laughs> I am amazed by the price for these. Amazed. I, I didn't even look at it. What are, what are we talking? Just eight fifty, but like all of them are expensive. Oh, that, like the cheapest ones on here, like one thirty five. Tom Brown. That's that. Yeah. I mean, no, that's, no. That's, I mean, that's that's that makes a, sense for Tom wheel, Brown. That's in the wheelhouse. Yeah, but. that makes sense for Tom Brown. But like a lot of the other ones were in the three to fives, and I'm yeah, just like, yeah, yeah. like this is. I I worry that this is going to be such a flash in the pan trend when it comes to this summer. I feel like summer twenty twenty three is really the top. It really is. It does feel like that, and because it's one of those ones that didn't kind of like simmer and bubble, and we kind of could see coming a little bit, and then and then kind of really start hitting it just feels like it dropped out of nowhere those are typically the ones that also don't last as long mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. um but yeah man if you you know you're getting like kind of picturing maybe a little todd snyder five inch seersucker short really cropped linen camp collar like i get it that's that could be a move i get it there's yeah. certain people i'm imagining right now that could really pull off this look and i wouldn't even like hesitate to think yeah. twice yeah well before we get into our next topics let's hear from our friends over at neutrophil I have a question for everyone out there. Are you tired of watching your thinning hair day by day? Well, here's some good news. You don't have to compromise your health for better growth. Introducing Nutrafol, the holistic solution for men that promotes both healthier hair and whole body wellness. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth, thickness, and visible scalp coverage. But what sets Nutrafol apart is the unique whole body approach to hair growth. It goes beyond genetics and it tackles the root causes of thinning hair like stress, hormones, nutrition, metabolism, aging, lifestyle, you know, all those things that I probably have way too much or way too little of. Uh, Nutrafol's hair growth nutraceuticals take care of your hair from the inside out. And what's even better is that Nutrafol is physician formulated using natural medical grade ingredients. This drug-free patented technology provides consistent, reliable results without compromising your sexual health. Yes, you heard it right. Nutrafol understands the importance of maintaining your overall well-being. In a clinical study, men showed progressive improvement in hair growth and thickness after three and six months. These results speak for themselves, and that's why Nutrafol is trusted and recommended by over 3,000 top doctors. You, too, can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering promo code SCARIES to save $10 off your first month subscription. This offer is only available to U.S. customers for a limited time, plus free shipping on every order. Get $10 off at Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code SCARIES. Made a mistake on my in and out list, Barrett. I had a couple things that I wanted to include last uh, episode that I just simply didn't. You forgot. Yeah, it happens. It happens. I texted you the other day, and and I, I don't think that these are necessarily like just in starting right now. I think they've been in for a while. But like smash burgers, I'm just seeing them everywhere. I feel like every restaurant is repping their smash burger. I feel like we weren't even saying the word smash burger until recently. And then everyone just started being like, oh, yeah, this is actually a smash burger. I'm going to call it a smash burger. Yeah, well, don't you remember? I don't know if you had these, but there was like a whole restaurant called Smash Burger. Was it? I felt like that was like in a movie or something, like some movie set in like Southern California that I watched. It, it looks like Smash Burger. I'm I'm pulling up their website now. It looks like they they still exist. So it's like a they, Kleenex situation. They, there was like this. This was in Houston. Now, ironically, this burger doesn't even look like a Smash Burger, does it? No, um, no, it doesn't. But, but that's yeah. Just yeah. I just I don't know why I was thinking of that, but I feel like that's the first time that I did hear the word. But you are absolutely right that like if you are serving a burger right now, 
at your restaurant mm-hmm. or you know your establishment that's not a smash burger, you can get out. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, yeah. correct. <laughs> like no one wants it because everyone wants just it. wants smash burgers. No one cares about no one. No one wants a medium rare burger anymore. They want that thing smashed and they want that thing thin. I went up to to I I don't even like I, I think the last smash burger that I had was Shake Shack, which I guess qualifies as a smash burger. Mm-hmm. And that was several months ago, and yet I went up to uh, it was a Bartlett's. You know, place that that I that I think you've been before, maybe a couple of times, uh, and I got a burger a couple of weekends ago, and it just like it just didn't hit because it wasn't a, it wasn't a smashy. Well, I've since I've been on my pescatarian grind, I've had three burgers, and I've decided that I'm going to have like one burger a month for the rest of the year, and for the rest of your life. For, no, I think I'm just going to start eating meat again at the <laughs> beginning of next year. Uh, but I'm going to keep a ranking of all the burgers that I've had this year, and I'll release them at the end of the year. Okay. And so it's going to be a small list, probably about 10, 10 burgers long. Yeah. But I think that's, I think that's okay. Uh, but there's another food that has really entered my brain lately. I don't know if this is because of the influencers that I follow. I don't know if it's just because my dad uh, was recently in town and left a giant tub of it in my refrigerator because he's been just keep, he's been he's been single-handedly keeping this industry afloat while it hasn't been in vogue. But because a listener was kind enough to uh let me use their uh Wall Street Journal login and he sent me a he sent me a uh a word document with the the column in it. His name is uh Drew. Major That's old shout school. out to Drew. That's old school. Yeah, he he did it real well. Uh the first paragraph says after holistic health coach Lainey Cates tasted her latest ice cream recipe for the first time, she turned to her husband and said, this is going to go viral, which is from what I've learned, Barrett, if you say that, that means you ain't going viral. Uh, but it says the concoction looked and tasted close enough to ice cream to satisfy a sweet tooth, but was higher in protein and lower in carbs than traditional ice cream. Her secret ingredient, you guessed it, Barrett, cottage cheese, the she hottest ca- food in the streets right now. She kind of called her shot a little bit, didn't she? She kind of did, she yeah. She did go viral. She got that, yeah, she went viral, and she got that that Wall Street Journal write up. She's probably getting, like, so many cottage cheeses sent to her place. She's got so much uh, freeze-dried stuff at her place. Are you saying the first time that you posted a Slam's laptop shut until Monday, you didn't look over to Sally and go, this babe. is going viral? From, from what I learned at our old job, that if you wrote something that you thought was really, really good, mm-hmm. and if you even... If you even thought about saying, ah, this column's pretty good. I think this column might go... The second the V even came out of your mouth, I was like, oh, no, no. This is going to perform very (laughs) mediocre. That's just how it works. But I guess when when cottage cheese is in the mix, you got to respect the goat or the cottage. (laughs) This says cottage cheese sales in the U.S. were up 15.9% to $1.2 billion over the 52 weeks that ended May 21st, according to market research firm Circana. Uh, so people are just buying, uh, they're snatching this stuff up left and right. And I, what I haven't really dove into yet, Barrett, is that people are making stuff. They're not just eating cottage cheese like I eat cottage cheese directly out of the container in a small bowl with some cracked pepper on top of it. Like People are making this into stuff like ice cream and, and other things. And now I'm just very inspired to take something that I already loved and do it. Um, like I always thought that I always saw like sorority girls when I was in college eating cottage cheese and fruit at the 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 meal halls. Okay, and I was like, okay, like formal's coming up. That's what like they're trying to get fit right now. <laughs> and and then I started being like, you know what? I love cottage cheese. I'm gonna start eating cottage cheese at these dining halls. And I think that was when I first looked up to the it girls. You know, uh-huh. first respected them in their game. Okay, are you a cottage cheese guy? No, I don't even think I've ever tasted it. Are you serious? Yeah. 
Barrett, 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 do you want to come over? So I recently <laughs> I recently have acquired a creamy. Are you familiar with creamy? I creamies? don't know what a creamy is, no. A creamy Barrett. It, it sounds kind of sexual. It though. does. No, uh, trust me. Trust me. Anytime I've brought up with anybody that Sally and I have acquired a creamy, they think like, uh, you have another kid? Like what? Uh, so a creamy is a ninja blender that uh, can turn pretty much anything into ice cream, sorbet, frozen yogurt, okay. gelato. And uh, it's apparently very easy to turn cottage cheese into any one of these if you'd like to. And so now I have to absolutely do it. I have to. I need uh, to do yeah. her cheesecake recipe from our girl, Lainey Cates. This Lainey Cates looks really familiar, and yet I don't know that name. It was probably because she went, you know, viral. She did go viral. <laughs> Is this the one that said, I'm going viral? I don't know. And then she went by? I'm not sure if that's the exact same one. It, now, it, reading through the, the rest of the article here, though, it does sound like some people are, are tasting it and posting their reactions, you know, to, to TikTok or to Instagram or wherever, and they are saying, ew. Well, I mean, I fed it to, and they don't like it. I have fed it to my son, who I thought enjoyed it, and then he coughed, and then a million pieces of cottage cheese ended up all over our kitchen, and so I stopped feeding it to my son. Yeah, yeah. I just the, so I'm I'm typically not like any like a person that like bucks on any type of texture. You know, some people don't like 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 uh, Laura's brother is coming to my head. Sorry for putting you on blast, but like he does not like the texture of cooked fruit. So like no peach cobbler, no apple pie. I no, kind of get it. Yeah, yeah. A little so, slimy, a yeah. little sluggy. Right. I think of like people with tomatoes. Like people um, don't like the inside guts of the tomatoes. Right. I, n- none of that really, like I don't have one of those. But cottage cheese, that's that's the one where it's like, really? this looks like curdled yogurt. And therefore, I don't think I can, like I just like, the, I've got that, that you know, that that obstruction in my mind of that that's kind of hard to get over. You know when you like have some pomegranate seeds? Yeah. That's kind of how I feel when I'm eating cottage cheese. And I mean this in a good way. Like it, I it, like the individual. I like I like it. But you know, pomegranate seeds kind of like almost like pop. They snap yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Is that are you saying the chunks no. in cottage cheese? No, I'm do just that? saying like there's just these little tiny orbs of flavor that just sit in your mouth. There no, are people out here right now who are disgusted by <laughs> me. How does it compare to Greek yogurt? Like, is it tart? Does it taste what does it taste like? Does it taste like cheese? It just tastes like, I don't know, plain kind of yogurty, cheesy stuff. Hmm. I can't believe you you are so not well versed with cottage cheese. This is blowing my mind. Yeah. No, I feel like this no. would fit in well with like, you know, like work like the workouts that you do and your yeah. protein intake and yeah. stuff. I mean, I, I you've never even heard of the it cottage cheeses that I've listed out here on the rundown, which is concerning to me. What what are the it cottage cheeses? Uh good culture, I've been told, is like the goat cottage cheese currently going on right now. I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure my, you know, the the reputable establishments near my Near my home, where one can pick up groceries, carry some of these. Oh, I'm sure they have Nancy's Cottage Cheese, yeah. and I'm sure they have Kelowna Supernatural. I, not for, that's not for me. I'm more of a blue collar cottage cheese kind yeah. of guy. Which I don't is, need your is organics. That, is that Daisy? Yeah, Daisy's Daisy got some fire. Some cheese, yeah, right? Horizon Organics also has okay. some good ones. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not exactly like totally. I'm not bougie when it comes to my cottage cheese intake. For for those that are aligning more, you know, with with where where I'm coming from on the cottage cheese. Mm-hmm. What is the beginner's cottage cheese? What if 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 you're selling me on cottage cheese, what are you serving me? Like how am I serving it to you? Yeah. Or like, what brand am I serving you? No, how are you serving it to me? Cuz you're not just going to hand me the container of Horizon and be like, "Get a spoon," right? Or is that the best way in? I mean, that's kind of what your boy does. Randy, are you a cottage cheese guy? A little. That's good. Are you? 
<laughs> your voice. I cannot get over it. I mean, like, do you, do you eat it for the protein or do you eat it for or for just the flavor because you're from the Midwest? Because I feel like us Midwest boys, we have certain foods that we eat, and cottage cheese definitely falls into that. Uh, mainly the, the 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 protein and the healthiness of it. I didn't really try it until end of uh, end of high school. Okay, early college. You're okay. watching your like, mac- you're watching your macros over there, huh? Yeah. I mean, it's a good, healthy, it's delicious and. It's healthy for you. Jake Cohen, a New York cookbook author, said he began adding more cottage cheese into his diet to reach his fitness goals. There you go. While he grew up eating it occasionally, he now eats what he calls the curdy, chunky gloriousness almost daily to hit his protein quota. I think we're about to see like Haley Bieber walking down the street in New York City with a little cup of cottage cheese. I and think so, we're about to see fisherman sandals. I think, yeah, I think we're going to see some pop up stores all over the place that are just cottage cheese pop up stores. Oh, you want full fat cottage cheese? Come over to the left side of the. I definitely the can see um, Pinkberry like introducing like a, I don't even. That's probably the chuggiest thing I've ever said in this podcast. <laughs> na- naming Pinkberry, but um, I could see them do. I could have a little cottage cheese mixed into some some flavors. Cold you know? Stone Cheesery. Cold. There you go. I mean, th- this has legs. Yeah. This has legs. All right. I got to pick up groceries l- later this week. Maybe I'll toss in a little cottage cheese. Just Fine. Just a, go see. Give it a whirl. Maybe you can get a good culture. Maybe you can get a Nancy's. Yeah. Maybe you can get a Kelowna Supernatural. Okay. But Barrett, I think you owe it to yourself to try and eat cottage cheese and see how you feel about it. Yeah. Probably. I'm not saying I'm not saying it's like going to change your life. I'm not going to go to a five-star restaurant and order the cottage cheese off the appetizer menu. It's obviously a dairy product. Am I getting more cheese or am I getting more yogurt? Where does the where does the flavor I land? think cheese, right? Yeah. I, I, it's hard I, to it, describe I the say flavor. It's right in between, but it's a little more cheesy. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, I'm I have concerns now. Like are you going to go large curd or small curd, you know? Well, I say, I'm small curd. The I smaller think- the curds that you go, sometimes you can skew into a, an area where like it's almost like too small but then sometimes you're you feel like you're eating pebbles when you're going with the big dogs you know so you just got to be careful works for any meal too for what any meal do what just oh yeah you can you can go breakfast lunch dinner with some cottage cheese oh man i can't wait to take you on this journey yeah yeah, yeah. it does it does sound health it does sound healthy <laughs> That's the best you could say about it. <laughs> sounds quite healthy. God, sounds good. Can't wait. I can't wait for the health. I mean, if you well, if you make some cottage cheese ice cream and you're creamy. <laughs> I will make some cottage cheese ice cream in my creamy. No questions I will, asked. I will definitely taste that. Something tells me you're going to be more interested in the other thing that I can make in this creamy that's not ice cream, which is uh, frozen margaritas. Yeah. That, so if, yeah. if you would like to come over and try some cottage cheese ice cream and a frozen margarita, you're welcome. My door is open. Have Barrett. you tried a frozen espresso martini in it? No, we haven't done any frozen cocktails yet. Okay. We have only done ice cream. Okay. We have done. You haven't even done the margarita yet. No, we haven't done the margarita. Okay. I'm doing the margarita this weekend in celebration of uh, Independence Day, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. the the holiday, not the movie. And I'm very excited to to dive in. But we have made uh, we have made some frozen yogurt, and I can say that it's truly incredible. The, the the flavor that you can get out of this thing. I never knew that at-home ice cream would change my life so much. But, but not cottage cheese frozen yogurt. No, no. We just okay. did normal frozen yogurt. Got it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. took a piece of pie and we put it in the, the, the frozen yogurt and mixed it all up in the machine. And we just made blueberry pie wow. frozen yogurt. Like, it was life-changing. Yeah. Life-changing stuff here, Barrett. Okay. Uh, before we uh, hit our wish list items, I'd like I, – I just – there's been a couple things that I've I've looked at online recently, and I, I truly can't get them out of my head. And so I'm simply going to call this segment, I Can't Stop Thinking About These Fits. Yeah. Uh, let's start with Taylor Swift. Okay. She's been all over the news lately, uh, as she does. She's kind of in the forefront of these things. Well-known celebrity. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think the people out there know who Taylor Swift is without us needing to explain it. <laughs> um, but she's recently been uh, photographed in New York City wearing 
um, a very schoolgirl outfit, but almost like, were you a gossip girl guy? Um, I wasn't, but Laura just did a full rewatch like last year. I think she, it ended. So you know who this Jenny year. is. So so yes yes. So I so I was adjacent for that. You know, I was next to that rewatch. I didn't see every episode, but I saw plenty of it. Okay okay. Because yeah. like, I, I this is not an outfit that I would have expected to see from Taylor Swift. And I don't really not have any justification for why I wouldn't see this coming from her. Mainly because I just don't like it. I don't love what's going on right here. Yeah. I don't love the the blousey shirt with the the kind of skirt. And then I thought at first that she was even wearing fisherman sandals, but no, she's just wearing like I don't what would you even call these? You probably have a much the, better, more concise term than I do for these shoes. Yeah. So this is, I mean, this is just like a lug sole derby, basically. I mean, it's like a, or a cap toe or whatever you want to call it. It's basically just like a, you know, it's an Oxford. It's a dress shoe, but with a big chunky lug sole. People are calling her, she's going through her Upper East Side era. I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah. Um, I think that this is drawing attention because it is kind of like, it's cool girl, but in like not a celebrity, like a celebrity trend way. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Like if you saw her walking down the street wearing this, you wouldn't think like, oh, that's a famous person wearing like, this. Like, let me, let me put it this way. If Hailey Bieber was walking around in this, it'd, it'd be trendsetting, right? I think it'd be styled better. Maybe. But I, I, I think the kind of nonchalance, like the oversized shirt, yeah. you're definitely right about the, go- like there's some gossip girl here at yeah. play. But like, it's definitely, it's she, different for her, which is why I think it's, it's maybe that's why it's throwing me waves. off. Yeah. Maybe I'm, I'm just used to her outfits in the, in, on tour. Outfits on tour. And just, I mean, like even, you know, when she was jumping around New York City with uh, Matt Healy, like stuff that she was wearing was way more like, like darker, more nightlifey, you know, just like a little more bit like more rock and roll, polished, a little bit. rock and roll. Yeah. 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 So this kind of almost bookish look. Feels very like kind of young New York City, but maybe you were saying Upper East Side is what people are. are I guess, are kind of yeah. I, about I'm it. not. I'm not familiar enough with the boroughs in New York. I, I think. I think it was very evident very early on when we were in New York that I had no clue where we were at any given moment. <laughs> so I, I, I can't speak to that. The other, the other person that I've listed out today for I can't stop thinking about these fits. Uh, this one is truly one that I cannot stop thinking about, and mainly because this guy looks good in everything, and it's yeah. driving me insane. Um, there's been a lot of talk lately about the idol uh, from Euphoria creator Sam, whatever his name Sam is, Sam Levinson, sure, Sam Levinson, and uh, one of the one of the more polarizing people of Euphoria is Jacob Elordi, and the the guy is six foot five. He's he's built like a house. Yeah, he's got he's got it all in life. He does. I would agree. <laughs> <laughs> and and this fit that he had on, I, I assume he was at Fashion Week. He's he was, going leather yeah. leather blazer, uh, a tie with a, a metal attachment at the bottom, uh-huh. like it's giving Western belt. He's wearing <laughs> some some blousy black shorts that almost look like a, a skirt at first glance. A little bit, yeah, yeah. And then he's got great legs, and he's then he's rocking just the regular Nike athletic socks, poking out of these way way expensive looking. Chelsea boots. Yeah. And yeah. I I want it all. Yeah, it's a very it's very his whole the whole vibe here reminds me a lot of just like Karl Lagerfeld, yeah. you know, like classic yeah. stuff, right? With the the black coat and black tie and and black kind of everything else plus the suiting. Um I I actually I can't remember 
let's see if the the tweet shows it. Where which what show was he? Valentino. Valentino. He was attending the Valentino show. So safe to assume that this is almost entirely Valentino. Um, look, man, it's a cheat code when you're six foot five and just a strapping young lad like this. I have never seen one fit pic of him or one paparazzi yeah. pic of him where I'm like, oh, that's a myth. Yeah, he you always just, makes it look good. Yeah, you just huge. Yeah, you just throw stuff on this guy and it just like it just hangs on him better. You know what I mean? Like the drape, the fit, it's just everything like. Sh- shirts are all always fit right because they don't they're never too long they always have like he basically can just buy a regular fit anything and it looks like it has like a cool crop to it right yeah um yep. not to mention the fact that you know he's like a 10 out of 10 on the looks on the looks front he's got a face any mother could love so, <laughs> so uh yeah yeah but this is this is hard i like yeah this is good this is really good and um <laughs> Who wouldn't want to be six foot five, beautiful, and just walking around Paris Fashion Week hitting the shows? <laughs> did he date Zendaya? Maybe. Zendaya? I think it's unclear. I think he did for a little bit. I, I think, think the he might have... tell you he did for a little bit. Okay, because like there are photos of them where they look like they're together, but I feel like yes. it wasn't like totally hyped that they were actually together together as much as it is with like uh, yeah, I feel like Zendaya it was a... and Tom and Tom Holland. And stuff. No, they are fully together. I think it was always kind of a gray area because I feel like it came during one of his breaks with kaya gerber okay maybe okay. can you imagine can you imagine being tom holland not a man of size no having to follow up this act this tall glass of water i mean i would be like i'd be like hey z can you get a mix in before you you switch flavors <laughs> completely because i can't be i can't just be the next guy in line yeah but you also got to feel good that you're just even like playing on the same field as this guy it's true right? it's true but like she went from like being like, like i don't think she, i don't get the feeling that she's like short by any means she's she, not she, no, yeah she looks five, tall eight minimum i would say and but Standing next to him, she looks absolutely tiny. And then mm-hmm. there's photos of her with her arm above Tom Holland above Tom. walking around yeah, town. And yeah. I'm like, that's just I couldn't do that. <laughs> I remember a girl did that to me over my backpack in high in like high school or, or maybe early high school, late middle school. And I felt like the 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 smallest person in the world when her hand was above my backpack on my shoulder. It just didn't make me feel good. Well, let me cast up Tom a, a quick fit from Tom Holland real quick. I love it. See, see if I can find it. I think this was at one of the F1 races. Um, but he was wearing just like a, like a solid green kind of button up shirt. And it was, you know, he was, he was, he was looking great himself. Let's see. Have you started, uh, the crowded room on H on uh, Apple TV plus? I have not. It, I, I saw that Tom, that Tommy was acknowledging that the reviews have been bad. That's he, the, that's the only headline I, that I've seen. I watched from the it. first episode and I have to admit. I very much enjoyed the first episode. You like it? Yes. You like it. Okay. Yes. I'm a Tom Holland guy. Uh, I am a Amanda Seyfried guy. Uh, there's several great, people in the show cast, that I enjoy. Yeah, yeah, there's a yeah. good cast there. And uh, it, it's it's dark. It's moody. It's stressful. It's kind of anxiety-inducing. But it that's it, it means that I thought it was – I thought I was very much enjoying it at the time. But I've only seen one-tenth the series, so we'll have to wait. This is a good shirt. I'm looking at this right now. This, is the, be- this is the best. This, I, I couldn't find the the full fit. He's just he's wearing like a like a nice pair of like kind of light khaki trousers with it. But um, but yeah, this the, this was a, a good Tom Holland fit. So Man. let me let me gas up my my fellow short king as well while we're here. He got to he got to wave the checkered flag. That's a big deal for yeah. him. That's yeah. a, that's pretty. That's a good pull for Tom Holland. Yeah, better pull Zendaya or the checkered flag at F1 race. Oh Zendaya. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I think so um, too. Let's not forget that my guy Tom Holland is also Spider Man. So that is fact. Jacob Elordi does not have that feather in his cap true. just yet. He's not true. a he's not the the leading man star of one of the most profitable and well reviewed superhero franchises out right now. 
Would you rather be Spider-Man or like by all means, physically speaking, a 10? <laughs> I'm going physically speaking a 10. Yeah. <laughs> You 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 you've you've called my vanity into que- my my vanity into question here, and like I, that's that's just a truth. If I could be, that, that's just a fact about me, and and I can't deny it. If yeah. I could be Spider Man or Jacob Alordi, I'm going I'm going Alordi. You have to go Alordi. Look at the guy. Yes. Look at him. Spider- it's frustrating. Like is, yes. Like Spider Man is that that's fleeting. You know, he's done three of them. How many more does he have in the tank? Like, and then then you don't know what's next after that. This go- is this is you're just a you're just a dime piece uh-huh. for you know. Uh-huh. I'm glad that I'm glad that my years. son cannot uh, you know fully ask me questions and and stuff yet because if I asked him like what'd you do at school today and then he'd be like what'd you do at work today I was like we <laughs> talked about how hot the dude from Euphoria was for ten minutes. <laughs> we talked about his legs. Yeah. We talked about everything. Yeah. We talked about it all. Uh, I'm I'm I'll tell you one one other thing about this this photo before we close out here. If I'm not in a leather blazer at my rehearsal dinner, things have gone horribly. Make it happen. Horribly around. Make it happen. Yeah, yeah. I might just cuck you like I did with the uh, the <laughs> seersucker shorts and just wear a leather blazer to your your dinner. Yeah, I mean, hey, the more leather blazers, the better. It's true. Yeah, you're that's not what, turning. You're not saying. turning people away. I'm not turning people away for for coming in a leather blazer. Yeah, your yeah. your rehearsal dinner is only as uh, only as good as how many leather blazers show up. That's right. If we all feel like Cipher in the steak eating scene from The Matrix, then then things are going swimmingly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it wish list time? Wish list time. Let's go, baby. <sighs> you want to start us off? I will. I will. So, um, we we're talking smash burgies already, right? Oh yeah. So smashy bees. And and I've I've acknowledged that I I'd like I haven't really like gone out and tried a bunch of the the hot smash burgers in town yet, but mm-hmm. it's it's definitely on my list. But I'm also known to mess around on the propane grill a little bit. Okay. And so I've been thinking about can I make my own smash burgers at home? You can. I, I think I can. And so I've come across this really beautiful uh, carbon steel griddle uh, from a local Austin company called Made In, which of course comes with with the press, which is a much needed instrument in the formation of a smashed patty with grilled onions mixed in. So this is what this is what I'm adding. This is $199, just under half of what it would cost you to purchase a Yeti cast iron skillet. I was, I was I waiting will, for that shade to note. come through. Um, <laughs> uh, and this thing is just a tank. Um, the my biggest concern is how hot this thing gets, and am I going to burn my hand off? Probably trying to use it. Probably. Yeah, but I do. You know, this is definitely. This is aspirational for me. This is not an imminent cop, but I am. I do have an interest in in maybe making my own smash burgers, maybe in the fall when it's not like 117 degrees outside where my grill is. But um, but I I could I could mess around with this. I could I could go smash burgers at home. Well, we might need to have a smash burger party for yeah. the retail therapy boys, and because uh, uh, our our friend Jake, who I think was one of the co-founders of Maiden, was at our In and Out party. Uh, over South by, Shoot. we might need to holler at him for okay. a, a little, a little live activation, Smashy B, RT collaboration. Maybe so. I mean, I'll eat a Smash Burger. I like the sound if, of that. If, if you invite me over for your carbon steel griddle and press, I will, I will absolutely <laughs> do that. I have two things on my on my uh, list this week. One of them is kind of a placeholder until I find something I like more. But I kind of want some funky pool slides. My pool slides are just my old, disgusting, gross ones that look like soccer slides from high school. And I'm ready for something a little more fun. And the the ones that are my placeholders right now are just these Adidas ones that look like moon rocks. Yeah. 
Um, I don't know. I kind of I'm kind of into the pixelated stuff that people are doing. I don't want the pixelated jacket that like Aesop Rocky's wearing or anything. That's like a little too much for me. But I think some pool slides I can mix in a little pixelation. I think it's kind of fun. Yeah, I I I like these. Um, they 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 are uh, they're kind of giving Tron over there. They are giving a little right? Tron, yeah. And they that's, are. That's cool with me. I don't have any. I don't have like a, any like connection to these other than I was like, you know what? These are kind of cool. And if I was if I had to pull trig right now, I'd probably just do these and call it a day. Yeah. That being said, I'm still out here looking for some uh, inexpensive uh, rubber slides. But the other thing on my list this week is something that I very much do want, uh, and it's not you don't wear it. And I think I need to put more stuff on my list that is not wearable. It's a it's a it's a coffee table book. It's called Football: Designing the Beautiful Game. Uh, it came out last year, and it's got a bunch of stuff on stadium planning, uh, just soccer design, badges, everything. It just seems very on trend for for my my uh, my interests. I, w- I won't lie to you, Will. This kind of looks like a self published book I, based it, on its cover, but I, I but maybe I'm just I'm not completely grasping the design from seven feet away. I recently saw this in a, the reason I actually put this on my list was because I saw it in a photo that was, uh, that made me think, what is that book? I need to check this out. Okay. The interior does look pretty awesome. Yes. Yes. And so looks very cool. Uh, as someone who's been trying to, I've been trying to really soup up the area of my place that has my, uh, turntable and vinyls in it. And I've been using some coffee table books and I've kind of realized that I need some some more on brand coffee table books. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, you get a you get a big glossy of Brandy Chastain and the sports bra, so that's worth the price of admission, <laughs> right there. I would I would say, I I, I enjoy the uh, I, I think just as much as I actually enjoy watching the games, I really do enjoy the the design conversations that soccer and and just the the world's game inspires, and that always has to do with uh, you know jerseys, stadiums, whatever it may be. Yep. And so I think it might just be time to start adding a, a few soccer. Or, or football, as they say, uh, things to the mix. So we'll see. They call it the beautiful game for a reason, Will. Hoga bonito. Hoga bonito. I don't have too much else today, Barrett. It's hot. That's it. I hope nobody's out there canceling their travel plans after uh, reading the New Yorker article. Just just discouraged and disappointed mm-hmm. in themselves for not going places and um, just doing exactly what they always do. No, everyone's, alterna- canc- everyone's canceling their plane tickets. just being self-fulfilled with their own imagination where they do live. Yeah, just use your brain. Just use your brain. Well, idiot. Yeah. People are just canceling their Plebeian. Southwest flights and just buying just high-end cottage cheese. Yeah. That's the future. Yeah. <laughs> That's the future. All right. I, I don't have anything else today. I'm going to go sweat through something that I was looking forward to wearing all summer only to realize that I can't wear it anymore because it's too damn hot in this, this city. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. We'll see you guys later.